Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Cool show today, guys. Hopefully you're taking notes. We love the feedback a lot of you gave us on the show we did yesterday. This is part two of Mega Agent Secret. Is your mindset of scarcity or abundance? And again, um, we ended yesterday's show with a lot of good questions and things to think about. And I gave you guys, and this is where I got the most feedback, I gave you guys some uh, specific strategy on how to essentially uh, control your mindset through experiencing the emotions of appreciation and abundance. They're all kind of in the same bucket. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about how to continue that process. But in case you didn't listen to yesterday's show, I'm going to walk you through the quick mindset um, sort of, I, I think it's really, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't like using hippie terms, but what in essence it is, it's a quick way of basically putting yourself in a state of being of service to other people. And so you can kind of curb your ego while you're in this mental and emotional state. Some people call it a meditation. I don't want to use any of those words. So we're just going to basically call it for what it is. So I'm going to take you guys through that process again. It only takes like five minutes. And then we're going to finish up uh, what we started yesterday. And Julie's going to give you some specific action steps, drilled down things that you can do to stay in a state of abundance, um, and which is AKA also known as appreciation. So Julie, before we get to that, do you have anybody specifically you'd like to recognize, appreciate yourself? I do indeed, and this is a great premier coaching client named Tracy Sorrell. It might be Sorrell, sorry if I screw that up, S-E-R-R-E-L-L in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, she wrote me an email saying, please share this with Tim. Uh, he, she says, hi, Tim. You challenged me about six weeks ago regarding my, quote, excuses and being out of shape, which likened my, quote, excuses in my business. Well, being a Texan with a tall hat and big boots, I took the challenge. Last week, I took a couple of days off from Orange Theory Fitness from my faithful four-per-week uh, routine. Then two days turned into three and so on, and my mind started getting discouraged by the uphill battle of getting back into my Orange Theory routine. Then fear followed its companion, paralysis. I had a light bulb moment thinking about this and how it parallels prospecting. And the more days I skip, the easier it becomes to skip it. And then I get into irrational fear, and then you know the rest, huge setbacks. This morning, I went back to 6.15 a.m. class at Orange Theory, and believe me, I came up with, quote, reasons not to go. However, invalid they were. My numbers aren't off the chart like yours, but I'm grinding. My highest flat points before this morning was 23, working up from 9. Nothing like yours and Julie's, but today I pushed past the fear and excuses. Thanks for the kick and the motivation. Looks like y'all are transforming both my business and my life. So, what was her first name, Julie? Very interesting. Uh, Tracy with an E, T R A C E Y. So, tra so Tracy's referring to Orange Theory Fitness, guys. It's something we've been talking about since we started going last August. Um, and really, if you combine Orange Theory Fitness with uh, our coaching, you're pretty much assuming you do it like Tracy was just sort of walking you through her. Uh, process of you know fall, almost falling off the wagon and getting back on the wagon if you guys do orange theory fitness and I do mean specifically orange theory fitness and those I know a lot of you are going to say no I do this and I do the other thing no I want you to do orange theory fitness you only not do orange theory fitness if there's not one in your marketplace 
Uh, hold on until I got to close this uh, window in my office. So when you do Orange Theory Fitness, what it happens is basically their their system is very similar to ours in that it combines different, uh, uh, you know, physical, um, you know, mental stuff at the same time, and it totally reinforces what you're learning with us. And that's what she's experiencing too. And Orange Theory, you will never have more of a doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level than Orange Theory. I mean, Julie and I have to go today at uh, 4.30. We normally take Fridays off, but we have to go today because we didn't go on Monday. And like Tracy, we do our faithful four. So we're going to have to go uh, today and make up for the one we didn't go to on Monday. And um, yeah, I mean, it's going to suck. I'm not looking forward to it. But here's the funny thing that happens after you uh, do Orange Theory is you have this little endorphin release. A lot of you guys have heard of this called runner's high. I don't know if I'm when Julie and I are experiencing it or not. I think we're just experiencing the jubilation of having to not do Orange Theory, that having it be over for the day. That's probably what it is. Runner's but release. you know, it is exactly. It is an exact, um, it, the exact same experience after you prospect and you set a really good appointment. And remember guys, the word prospect is any contact with any decision-making adult about buying or selling real estate. So a contact or a prospecting isn't just FISBOs and expireds. It pro you, could, you, you know what, I'll tell you what. So yesterday we go to Orange Theory and we're standing in this you know, little waiting room getting ready to go into the actual studio. And there was this guy there that was uh, wearing a Newman, or not a Newman Haas, but a Haas racing Formula One shirt. And I'm, I'm a huge, and Julian has become a huge Formula One fan. And we, so, so we say to him, hey, great t-shirt. And, and I, and, Great conversation starter. Remember, Julie and I do not sell real estate. But if we'd sold real estate, I promise you, that guy would have become a client. Here's how the conversation went. Yep. Uh, my name is Tim. This is my wife, Julie. And then Julie went off and talked to her girlfriends that she's made there. And he and I talked about Formula One. Well, it turns out he's an executive at Dell. And so had I been in real estate, selling real estate, I would have easily been able to transition to talking to him about how they go about working with, you know, who do I contact at their HR department to start working with some of the relocating executives, blah, blah, blah. You guys get it? That's the kind of, that would have been a contact. That actually would well, have been since, a contact. Cause I was, don't stop yeah. there. Who did we win the challenge with the day before that? Paul, the builder who we met through oh, yeah. the Orange Theory. Fitness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no. the, the day before, yeah, we won't take you through the boring part of it, but there was another big builder that we met there. And, um, you know, it was the guy, he never talked to anybody. He was just all introverted. So I went there, did his thing and left. And, you know, he and I became friends and, you know, we, we won't bore you with the details, but long story short, he is a great builder. And, you know, boom, there's another great contact that we'd been, saw. you guys get the point. Oh, and a couple of weeks before, now maybe a couple of months before, we ran into a gal that ran the sales department for a big new, one of the biggest new construction companies in uh, Texas. And it wasn't because we were seeking, we were just getting to know you, normal conversation. Remember guys, we don't even have real estate licenses anymore. We had real estate licenses in California and Nevada and Ohio, but we don't have them anymore. They're all inactive. But if we were selling real estate, we would have been picking off leads from Orange Theory left and right. That's the hidden benefit of going to something like that. And that's the reason that we like Orange Theory because it does force you to have, it gives you opportunities to have these nice conversations and make friends because everybody's suffering together and you want to have some sort of supportive thing so you could suffer through easily because you have somebody that's kind of helping you go through the process. Okay, you guys get it? So Tracy, hats off to you, woman. Seriously, don't stop. That's going to be the key. Now, I will tell you, it gets easier after about 90 days. Physically, it gets easier. But if you combine it with some nutritional changes, low carb, for example, keto diet, whatever you want to call it, 
and you combine that with Orange Theory and you combine that with your prospecting, you're going to lock it in. Now, here's the cool thing, Tracy, and everyone else listening. Orange Theory is an hour a day. Prospecting and working intensely in your business is maybe two hours a day. Truthfully, that's it. So if you work intensely every day for three or four hours, your whole life is going to change. And, and if you do it every single, you know, four days a week and you prospect four days a week, you don't even have to do it seven, guys. Just do it four. Just do something. I promise you, in 90 days, 90 to 120 days, it, keep a journal, which is one of the points Julie's about to share with you. Your entire life is going to change. You physically will feel better. You'll, feel, you'll physically look a hell of a lot better. Because you're more confident about how you look, you're going to feel more uh, confident to approach people and have conversations like what I was just describing with you, you know, to you. You're going to have a better skill set of what to say and how to say it because you're going to learn from us. You guys get it? This is the thing that you've been looking for. But we started out yesterday's show by talking about the difference between the mindset movement and having a powerful mindset. And we kind of told you guys that the mindset movement is a bunch of bullshit. Hopefully you went back and listened to that. That's the whole secret thing. Sit around. The universe will bring it to you. If you don't believe me, ask our great client, Tracy. And she'll tell you that her life changed when she made changes, when she put her butt into action, when she went to Orange Theory, when she started making those contacts every day. I, Julie, I got an interview this morning. I don't tell, didn't tell you from uh, Florida Association of Realtors for their magazine. And the interviewer, and I, do, and I do interviews like this probably two or three times a week just for just different things. Not always real estate, but other things because of our book, right? Harris Rules, international you know, bestseller. We get a lot of folks that want to quote us, which is kind of fun. And they always come to us asking the same question or a version of it. They're looking for shortcuts for salespeople. Like, what is the latest and greatest way to generate leads? Or what have you heard about new technologies? And she came to me, a very nice gal, and she wanted to know about the effect of Bitcoin on real estate. That was the topic of her article. Like, do you think Bitcoin or what do you think is going to disrupt potential agents from making money? And what do you think the greatest threat to agents' futures are? I'm like, okay, here's the greatest threat to agents' futures. It's not knowing how to have conversations. It's not being willing to talk with people because it does not matter what technology comes around the bend. The simple fact is, is that real estate is always going to be a one-to-one -one experience. And the agents who are not reliant on the gimmicks are going to be the ones that win. And if you guys are looking for the latest and greatest, and this is where the interview went, here's what you do. You do what the greatest agents today are doing. They're setting aside the texting and the SMSing and all the gimmicks. And they're focusing on direct personal contacts. They're picking up the phone. So I asked this reporter, I said, how many actual phone calls do you receive? You know, aside from business phone calls, do you receive from friends and family anymore? She goes, just my mom. <laughs> you know, I said, so if all of a sudden, you, and that's it, only moms call now, it seems. <laughs> Those are the only personal moms and friends, right? But you never have conversations with anybody beyond that. And if you're lucky, you have two or three conversations on the phone per week that are not, you know, that are like that, that are personal, people you actually want to talk to. It just doesn't happen anymore, guys. So if you become somebody who's actually willing to have a conversation with somebody where you're being of service, where you're calling them, to, you know, showing sincere interest. When you, so some of you have never learned how to do this. Some of you literally don't know how to talk on the phone. You literally, you are worried, oh my gosh, I'll be perceived as a salesperson. Your mindset's all screwed up about this. I'm not asking you even to call people and overtly ask for business. I'm just asking you to call people, make connections with them, and make it so that they're thinking about you. Look, if it's not a phone call, you can make contact in, in, at the Orange Theory. You can make contact at Starbucks. You can make contact different places. But the real cutting edge you know, thing isn't some gimmicky digital bullshit thing, guys. It's having real conversations with real people. And you have to prospect. Prospecting is a conversation with a decision-making adult about buying or selling real estate. 
It is, does not have to be just for sale by owners and expired. So frankly, if you're serious about taking listings, obviously go to the people who have their hands up in the air saying, come list me. I want to sell my house. That's what a FISBO sign is. That's a different conversation. Julie, am I going too far? <laughs> no. I mean, I, you know, conversation is becoming a lost art, and that's pathetic, right? And yet, on the other side of that, it just makes you that much better and more special when you figure out how to do it and you actually execute on that, right? So in the day and age of email and texting and videos and Facebook and all this other stuff, which really, if you think about it, is pretty impersonal and very passive, when you're the one who calls, you will be the one who gets all the business. When you're the one who pops by, when you're the one who takes a past client out to coffee, when you're the one who has an appreciation party, when you're the one who calls before closing instead of just sending a random text the address of the title company, good luck, okay? when you actually call, of course you're going to have a deeper, better relationship, and of course you're going to get more repeat and referral business, which is what all of you want. If you had to choose, isn't that who you would work with next, somebody who already knows you or somebody who is referred by somebody who knows you? Of course it is. So but I think it's an opportunity to shine. Here's the trick, though. Like when, I, when Julie and I ran into Bob yesterday, right? I just described it to you. None of you in a billion years would have considered that prospecting, would you? You wouldn't have said that was prospecting. That's, that's just true. me having a conversation. You just would have said that's just Tim talking about some dude about F1. Yep, that's right. And it's prospecting. I'll tell you guys another little funny thing we used to do. This is when we sold real estate. There was a local Starbucks, and there's a local Starbucks to you two, or 10, right? Every Well, probably three days of the week, Julie and I would stand in line at Starbucks, and most mornings it was cold, and there would be a line sometimes going out the window, or the door, rather, of like 10 or 15 people. The manager of the Starbucks was a gal named Tristam, and Tristam, most mornings, would shout out when she saw us in line, hey, Tim and Julie, how's the real estate market? <laughs> Okay. Now we had kind of, we kind of trained her to do that, but she would do it every morning that we were there. And she started real estate conversations for us that resulted in us listing houses. That was prospecting. Your heads are screwed up about the word prospecting. Prospecting is merely having conversations with folks about making decision. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm sorry, decision making adults about buying or selling real estate. That's all it is. It's nothing more fancy yeah. than that. It's not some sort of horrible thing that's the boiler room where we're going to, you know, it's not. It, yes, guys, that's it. It's just doing, it's just being a human, talking with folks. Now, there's past podcasts that we've done. I think we've done this topic two or three times on Ford. It's a conversation outline. A lot of you guys, when listening to that podcast, have said it's kind of changed your whole approach to talking with people. So go back and listen to that. Go to our website, timandjulieharris.com, and just go to the search button. And just put in F O R D like the car, and you'll find what we're talking about. All right, Julie, let's get through. Uh, let's get through the rest of these points today, so we can st start a new topic on the show tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, so we've been talking about scarcity versus abundance, and a couple of days ago, if you want to check it out on previous podcast replays, we did a large discussion about how you know if you've got a scarcity mindset, and we gave you 11 points to ask yourself: Do you? feel this way and it's yes or no and even if it was half of those points out of 11 you've got a scarcity mindset so that discussion was exhausting so we moved on to 
something a lot more fun, the action plan for your abundance mindset to turn that ship around. Now, some of you guys get into scarcity when you've had a bad week or you have some kind of health thing happen to you or you have some financial rut that occurs. Maybe you're not typically a scarcity mindseted person, but you can get into that trend or that habit. And these points are designed, whether that's how you actually are all the time or whether you just fall into it, this is to get you out of your own way and back into abundance. So we talked about, I think we stopped on point number four in abundance, cultivate generosity and philanthropy. Uh, actually, we talked about that one. Let's go to number five. Create win-win situations instead of winner-loser situations. That's what a scarcity-minded person does. They always have a loser involved. One of the hallmarks of a scarcity mindset is that for every winner, there must be at least one loser. Not everyone can win because there's not enough to go around. That's the scarcity part. Negotiations in real estate are the obvious application of this. Negotiation means, and this is really big for you guys, to, many of you, to get clear on. Negotiation means bringing two parties together for a mutually beneficial outcome. Not killing the other side, making them cry, making them bleed, any of the other crap you guys sometimes say. Trying to either show off or conflict avoid or whatever the case may be. Negotiation means bringing two parties together for mutually benefit out, beneficial outcome. So creating win-win situations instead of win-or-loser situations. Try it out. Point number six, stating it's too soon to tell will serve you well. Sometimes bad stuff happens. When it does, the scarcity mindset will often be there haunting you about how unfair it is and how other people are somehow luckier than you. Lose that scarcity ghost and replace it with, it's too soon to tell. The road to success is paved with many failures. There are story after story historically about that. So adopt, it's too soon to tell. And Tim, you often point out in good things, sometimes it's too soon to tell as well. That keeps your mindset open and keeps you frosty versus passing judgment whether something's good or bad in every scenario. Do you want to add anything to that? So really the point of too soon, the really, yeah, well, the, the point of too soon to tell guys is keep your emotions between the lines. Cause if you don't have a too soon to tell approach to life, you're going to have too many highs and lows. And uh, <clears throat> the older you get, those highs and lows become harder to recover from. So if you guys have a big jubilant, woo, I won, I won, I won. I just had a picture of one of Zoe, Julie, who was it? Daffy duck that was running around. People are listening. are thinking I'm crazy, but we have a four year old. So there you go. But I mean, you know what I'm talking about? I'm yeah. no, it's Bugs Bunny. I, I'm thinking about Bugs Bunny in the desert. I'm rich. I'm wealthy. Yeah, <laughs> when he finds the treasure in the desert. Yes. How screwed up am I? That's what popped in like, my head. This Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Well, so anyway, guys, that's yeah. When you have a win, a listing, a closing, a great month, it doesn't matter. And you start jumping around the desert like Bugs Bunny. You're, what's going to happen is what happens if that win goes away? The financing doesn't happen. The closing doesn't happen. The this, the other thing. Then you are going to be crushed. And here's the opposite side of it. You have a, something that you label as a, a loss. And that loss is going to be something that, oh, my gosh, this listing, I thought it in the bag. It was my best friend from school, whatever, whatever, whatever. They listed with somebody else, and you're crushed by it. You stay crushed by it. It's interesting. Sometimes you guys will ask for help coaching calls. Free coaching calls, by the way, are available to everyone. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And some of you guys will have had these, like you're on this sort of downward trajectory, and you've been on this downward trajectory for a long time. And you don't know why it started. You don't know how to break the negative momentum. You're just sort of, nothing seems to be working out for you. you and I'll tell you guys, the best way for you not to be on that path any longer is going media free immediately. immediately. Again, go to our past podcasts 
and put in the search button on timandjulieharris.com, put in media free and you'll find podcasts we've done on the power of literally tuning out. Um, but the other thing you want to seriously consider doing is uh, being focused on one path, follow one course until successful. Don't, it, it, when you are on a downward trajectory, you need to uh, essentially follow one path and don't deviate. You don't start just looking for easy buttons because the easy buttons will actually accelerate your failure. That's a fact. But what happens is we'll find people that are on these, have been on these downward slopes or by the way, not improving is a downward slope. So if you're staying the same, that is a downward slope. Um, and you go back and you ask them sometimes, or they'll tell you, they'll say, well, it's because I had this listing that didn't work out or because I had this five you know, closings that all of a sudden blew out. And guys, I'm not making this up. And a lot of you listening right now are going to relate to this. And then the coach will ask, well, when did this happen? It happened like five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. No kidding. I'm not making that up. Some of you guys are relating to what I'm saying. So some of you had started on these downward trajectories because you had something happen now, why did it have such a profoundly negative effect on you? Because you did not know the too soon to tell way of, you know, philosophy of life. So when you have something really great happen, don't over celebrate it. When you have something really shitty happen, don't overly mourn it. You just got to say it's too soon to sell, tell. How many of you listening right now have had a shitty experience in the past and had at the time, even maybe for years, thought that was just a kick in the head with no particular purpose, no particular benefit. And then all of a sudden one day, you run into somebody else who's experiencing the same thing and you have had that experience and you can tell the person what you experienced and how it ends up working out. And because you had that experience all those years ago that you had labeled as basically some sort of crazy, didn't make any sense, happened to me, victim type thinking. Now you're able to help somebody because you had that experience. And then you have the epiphany, the aha moment, as Howard Britton used to say, where you realize that that bad experience, that shitty experience I had 10 years ago, What's for the purpose that I can help you now? You guys get it? Mindset of service. That's our highest and truest purpose. That is truly why we're here, to help other people. That is our purpose on this planet. And when you have that mindset and you combine it with a too soon to tell approach you know, the philosophy of life, you guys will find you're much more receptive to positive experiences because you're not going to be on this emotional roller coaster that really our bodies are not designed. We are not designed to have highs, high highs and low lows. That will wear you out. It'll age you quick. It'll make it so you're burned out and don't have the opportunity and the energy to really experience what a gift God has given us. Julie, next point. Yes, indeed. Point number seven, stop comparing yourself to others, especially on social media. In the scarcity mindset, all that matters is how you compare to others. In the abundance mindset, what matters most is how you compare to yourself, how you live out your own ideals in your day-to-day -day life. <clears throat> you know, I read something this morning, Tim, somebody who was – talking about all the yucky stuff in the news, but with regards to the impact that social media has had and whether historically 100 years from now somebody may look back at the negative impact social media has had on society, and I wonder whether we will all eventually come to overrule that and opt out of it. I, it was just a little philosophical discussion. Well, it's already happening. Uh, hearing. And I thought that was interesting, well, right? So yep. it plays into the scarcity abundance discussion. It, some of you guys don't realize, well, okay. So the founder, the co-founder of Facebook, and this was on our website, timandjulieharris.com, put in the search bar of Facebook or into the search bar of Facebook. Um, what a lot of people don't realize was uh, that the, I'm trying to remember this dude's name. Whoever, who founded Facebook with Mark Zuckerberg? Julie, can you Google that? Actually, go to our website and just put in Facebook. Yeah. Um, so the article basically was this 
arrogant son of a bitch on stage someplace bragging like an asshole about how basically Facebook was designed from the start to be addictive and how uh, children in particular were incredibly vulnerable to the way that they designed it. And he thought it was funny. Read this article yourself, kids. Watch the video yourself. This is, uh, I'm, Julie's going to find his name in a second. Sean Parker? Was it Sean? John Parker. John Parker, yeah. Yes. Okay, so he was bragging about the fact that he knows that there's a whole generation of children who are basically screwed up in the head because they have essentially a developed an addiction to Facebook. He, most, he more or less said he never would have let his own children on Facebook. Facebook was designed to be addictive. Facebook is, and it screws up people's minds. It is something, okay, so why am I talking about Facebook? Yes, we have private Facebook pages. Yes, we, uh, you know, that's the extent of it, though. The only Facebook crap Julie and I do is we go to our private Facebook page. Actually, I have it up on my screen right now, and that's all we do. We do not go around in Facebook and, you know, do what other people do. The stuff is, and you guys, if you've ever watched how much time you spend on Facebook, it is a massive, life-sucking, energy-depleting black hole. And, uh, yeah, so when we say media-free to the previous point, Facebook's included. You literally should go media free. I challenge every single one of you right now. If you're not feeling optimistic, excited, if you're not feeling motivated, if you're not feeling like this is going to be your best year ever, I have a challenge for you. Over the next three days, go media free. No media, no uh, radio, no well, podcasts. You know, this one especially. <laughs> no radio, no TV, especially no cable TV. Oh my God, CNN and Fox. I don't care which political leaning you are. But if you let that stuff into your head, that will bring you down. Um, no newspapers. No anything that's going to be news or media related. Your whole life has to be like your little house in the prairie where there's no anything. There's no, you know, basically no uh, electric connection to anything electronic. You do that for three days. And here's what you're going to experience. I wonder how many of you, 126,000 of you listen to us on a regular basis. I wonder how many of you will actually do this. I bet not very many, to be honest with you, because you guys are so addicted and you don't think it's a problem and you're not willing to actually take the risk of not knowing what's going on in the news. Oh my God, what are you talking about, Tim? If I do this, I'm not going to know what's going on in the news. Who cares? What difference does it make? How does that help you? How does not knowing what's going on in the news, how does that hurt you? Think about this, guys. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to experience withdrawal. You will. You will actually start having little mini anxiety attacks for not knowing what's going on in the news. And then what's going to happen is it's going to intensify. That's day two. And day three, maybe more of the same. And then as you roll into day four, now I said three-day challenge. Let's make it a four-day. As you roll into day four, you're going to start not feeling so addicted to it. And then you're going to be starting to be introspective naturally and wonder why you cared so much in the first place. So consider deleting the Facebook app from your phone. Consider deleting all kinds of news streams, the Google news stream that shows up on your phone. Guys, all that stuff is curated crap. In other words, it's other people choosing, deciding, electronic algorithms deciding what it is that you're going to read. News in general is designed to be addictive, and it's designed to basically cause you to feel fear. You guys find a headline in the news nowadays that's not designed to make you feel fear or anger. That's the emotion they're trying to elicit. Why? Because you get addicted to it. When you feel those emotions of fear and anger, you get a little dopamine release. And when you, by the way, know what's going on in the news, oh my God, breaking news, Wolf Blitzer's about to talk about breaking news. You get a little endorphin release. It's a little, oh my God, hold on now, something's about to happen. 
Guys, it's all chemically addicted. The sons of bitches have all tried to manipulate us. You got to break free of it because then you're going to reconnect with what matters most, which is being in gratitude, which is the feeling of abundance. Now, the exercise I promised to take you through at the top of the show, I'm going to take you through right now. Here it is. It's very simple. I want you guys to right now, write down three to five things in your heads if you're driving that you are in appreciation of. Seriously. Julie, you want to do this with me? Julie? I think Julie signed off, went to her premier coaching call. That's fine. So here it is. I want you to write down three to five things that you're in appreciation of. It can be your friends or your family. It can be your car. It can be your health. It can be your closings for next month. And I want you to feel the feelings of gratitude as you write those things down. It's, it could be your pet. It could be your dog or your cat. It could be your house. It could be the view outside of the window you have right now. It could be the steering wheel you're holding in the hand, your hand. Some of you listen to us while you're exercising. It could be the shoes on your feet. If you're running right now listening to us, the shoes on your feet, show gratitude, show appreciation for those, and think how much it would suck if you were having to run on that concrete in bare feet. You guys get the point? Here's the amazing thing that happens. I don't understand why, and frankly, I don't care to know why. It doesn't matter. won't make it any more true. But when you're in the state of gratitude and appreciation, your ego and those scarcity and those fear-based thoughts cannot coexist. It is amazing how powerful that is. Okay, so here's a little challenge for you. Did you guys appreciate today's podcast? Did it help you? Do you feel somewhat that we helped you, you know, move the ball down the field closer to your end zone? Did you feel that in some way we helped you? Okay, well, show the appreciation of that. Maybe send us a nice email saying so, and we'll share and we'll return the appreciation by reading your nice appreciative emails on the podcast along with your contact information so you might get referrals. You see how that works? That is how you turn your mindset around. So right now, I don't care how bitter, how negative, how nasty, what kind of shitty day you're having. I don't care what the weather is outside. I don't care if your mind is awash of negative CNN crap. What I want you to do is I want you to feel the feelings of gratitude about one thing. And it can be a small thing. It can be the bowl of cereal in your hand. It can be, you know, it doesn't matter. Show appreciation for one thing. It helps. If it's a person, by the way, because obviously, you know, those are the things that we love and maybe a pet. Like I can think about my French bulldog, Louie, and I feel an appreciation of him. Right. So you guys do the same thing. And what I really want you to notice, the whole point of this exercise is while you're feeling those feelings of appreciation and gratitude, notice how your inner state changes. It shifts. You notice the calmness that kind of just immediately takes over. Do you notice how you, that all those, those anxious and negative feelings, they might still be there, but now they're in the background. They're not driving the ship. All those negative feelings, guys, are your ego. That's your ego. Appreciation and gratitude cannot coexist with ego. So what I want you to do, if you allow yourself this experience, I don't understand the psychology behind this, but it works. If you allow yourself to, to, to have this experience, your, many of your egos won't want you to because your egos want you to stay in fear. Your egos want you to stay addicted to fear. Egos love fear. Ego is fear. That is just something you should just, you know, ego is fear. So when you're feeling fear, that's actually your ego. When you're feeling abundance and you're feeling gratitude, there's no ego. That's where your power comes from. That's when you can be a, a true service to other people because now you're more in tune with what your highest and truest purpose is, which is being of service to other people. You guys get it? This is not a complicated philosophy. It works in everything you're trying to achieve in life, you know, especially in, in a business and, and, and making money and, and sales success. When you have this mindset, when you're on a call with somebody, 
when you're meeting someone in person, ask them questions. If you're rusty at it or never learned how to do it in the first place, go back and listen to our past podcasts, like the one that I just told you guys about, uh, Ford, you know, F-O-R-D. You just go and put that into the search button and you'll find um, you'll find replays of that podcast. It, obviously, we talk about this at a great, great, more de- drilled down detail in the Premier Coaching Program. We go into all kinds of different scripts and techniques and strategies and, you know, different situations and different things you might say. Just things like that. And you guys will discover that when you stay in tune to this, and not to sound hippie, but this type of energy, when you stay into this level of communication with people, you will transcend. You will have the it factor. Because when people, people will want to be around you because you make them feel good. They'll want to be around you because they know when they talk to you, you have good, you know, you're wanting to talk with them. You're interested in them. Your, you know, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. That's what a Ford is. So when they're around you, they just feel good. They don't know why. You're telling me that's not going to be a good source of referrals business for you? Of course it is. You guys following me on all this? You see how this is a business and personal philosophy of life? That's truly what we're offering here. You know, we like to maybe puff ourselves up and say it's a modern day stoic approach to life. Maybe that's too bold. But the reality of it is, is this is something that will work for all of you, no matter what your education background is, no matter what the economy is, what interest rates are, what your market is, what your everything is. Having this approach to life is the winning formula. If there's a secret to success, it lies within what hopefully you guys have learned in today's podcast. So if there's anything we can do for you, email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.